1: Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are Sisters-in-Law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie
3: Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. In this episode, we decided to bring you some great bonus content from a few of our favorite guests. We start with Katie Whalen, and we go a little bit deeper into the peptides that she discusses in her episode, GLP-1 medications, uh, growth hormones, and then we talk a little bit about the Lumen device that Amy and I both tried. Uh, And then after Katie, we have Jen Silverman, who we all love, nutritionist Jen Silverman, We dig a little bit into infrared saunas, hot and cold therapy, and lastly, we have Jessica McGuire, the uh, vagus nerve specialist, and this was great because Amy and I had a little bit of an opportunity to get her advice on our own medical conditions that we were dealing with at the time that... I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this is when I had post COVID fibromyalgia. uh, So anyone that's suffering from that should would really benefit from listening to this. And Amy talks to her about her vestibular migraines. And Jessica gives great advice on both. So we hope you enjoy.
0: Yeah, it does a ton of things like our, our levels are highest at middle school age. So when you think of, um, and then at night is when it kind of restores and you get a more boost in your hum- human growth hormone when you're recovering. Um, so really what it does is helps you with deeper sleep. It helps you um, with your metabolism and um, muscle tone, your ability to like lose fat. Um, you're also energy levels. Um, it's it's basically like a little, to me, it's like a little youth um, youth hormone. Is yeah.
1: that yeah. the same one as the private? weight loss one you said?
0: There's a different right. weight loss one. But let me tell you also with, with the growth hormone one, I find, so it really, it really helps your body like produce more collagen. So for your skin, I feel like it really like kind of just tightens it up. It like helps prevent that like aging, sagging, like kind of stuff, but it's a great overall. Nice. Gen- yeah. yeah that's
3: is that, a good do one. you know if human growth hormone is, is that elevated when you're pregnant? I'm just curious. Do you know, is that mm-hmm. naturally in your body? Uh, I'm, I'm going to look into that. I don't know. Cause I, I, for whatever reason, when I was pregnant, I like looked and felt, I have a autoimmune condition that affects my hormones. And I, I felt really good when I was pregnant. And I always thought it was like a hormonal boost from the pregnancy. So I'm, I've been trying to like crack the code on which one it was. <laughs> so but I mean, I'll look into it.
0: Dr. JC. And also if you guys ever want to, you know, be sciencey and have him on, he's really great to talk to, but let me ask him because you know, they always say pregnant people have that glow, and there is something in that. Yeah, so kind of yeah,
1: that is interesting. And then for the weight loss peptide, like, can you take the weight loss one and that growth one at the same time? Yeah, yeah, I do. For sure. And when you said that weight loss one, like you lost more than you thought when you were on it. Did you were you also like doing a specific meal plan too, or were you just doing your normal like healthy eating and taking that?
0: Um, normal healthy eating. It, it's really insanely amazing. So what it does is it helps regulate your insulin sensitivity and your helps your metabolism helps you actually convert your food to energy. And it it makes you feel fuller and changes it, ping pings some receptors in your brain so you don't have the cravings. Yeah. And so it's actually, I think right now it's though so there's a, you've probably, I'm sure you've heard of it. There's a, some brand names that do um, for diabetes because it's, yeah, food. Resistance And then a brand name that does, you know, obesity and weight loss, uh, we do, we compound the medicines from our pharmacies and I, so I took it to help me lose weight and I, it was great. And then I still am on, I'm on a microdose now because I really believe it's healthy just at, for aging and uh, metabolism um, in general, just to keep your, you know, metabolism healthy. You know, they're studying it also for its effects on um, lowering your risk for Alzheimer's because Alzheimer's has to do with your metabolic health. So I, you know, I also find it like super freeing because you're not obsessed with like eating a whole bag of chips. And you know, like it's just like, yeah, I'll still order a hamburger and fries and I'll have like a few fries. I'm like, I don't want any anymore. So it's like a really nice, like,
1: interesting
0: freedom from
1: like cravings. We also, Katie and I were both trying, um, do you know, the Lumen, that device?
0: Oh, I've heard of that. Is that
1: a tracker? Um, you blow into it and it tells you your metabolic ability, basically. It's like a way to track if you're burning fat or carbs. Um, and I've been doing that cool. just to kind of see, like, based on what I'm eating, like, how you wake up, if you're in a fat burn state or a carb burn state or a combination. And so it it's almost like I'm just doing it for research to understand, but it yeah. doesn't really change that much over time. Like, here and there it does, but... Yeah, just all these different things. It's so fun, so interesting.
2: Yeah. yeah. To warm up, and that's your metabolism that is working. And the other way around, if you're so hot, your body's like, oh, like detox. We're going to use our detox to yeah. get out. It's complete, I mean, it's it's almost like hit training with hot and cold therapy. Oh, that's yeah, interesting.
1: I mean, he was saying to do 11 minutes of cold, whether it's cold plunge or cold shower or cold ice bath a week. A week, so like a few awesome. minutes, like a couple times a week, and then he said to do, I think it was like fifty-seven minutes in the sauna, again spread out throughout the week. But apparently, that's really a, a great way. To the plunging get metabolism too, going right. I went yeah, to a yeah. spa once where they like had like a hot plunge and a cold plunge, and they're like get in and out, go back and forth. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to same. be amazing for your metabolism and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, nice. Um, the whole category is super interesting. I know. Are you going to get
2: a sauna. You should get a sauna. I, I, we do,
1: we're looking into it.
2: Are you really? Um,
1: Yeah, because my husband and I are both obsessed with getting one. We're just trying to figure out, like, actually, when I was listening to that episode, he was talking about the sauna, but I don't know if they need, like, a red light infrared sauna or just a regular sauna. I don't know if you have
2: any thoughts on that. Infrared is more for your skin. Yeah. It depends what the benefits are. Like, both of them are great for you. The benefit of infrared, like, people go to infrared more for, I think it's skin. Yeah. And then a regular sauna is just like... the similar, just like detox, like getting rid of like, shit from your body and like getting right. it out. Like, yeah. Right. But I wonder if the red light one does that too because it's almost oh, like... it then definitely you get- does. An infrared sauna is just more expensive. It's literally... My understanding of it is you would just... You're just paying more. And not that it's not... It is a better product if you need those benefits of it. But an infrared definitely does both of them and is definitely a higher price point.
1: Than just a regular sauna.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I could almost guarantee that. We're researching it, but then
1: like we don't, the power source, we're like, how does this work? Like, yeah, it might be too complicated. You and get I could an ice barrel too,
2: and then we could just like do this once a week.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we could have a little Nirvana sisters retreat. Um, I know the ice thing sounds psycho to me because I hate it. cold. Um, You've done it. I know. I've done it like I've sat in a cold plunge before, but for like one or two seconds. I and, have like, to I bounce. People- I have to okay. bounce. You guys keep talking. Jen, it was yeah. so good to see you. Yeah. I know I- that people- um, Bye. Bye. I know that people do the, um, what's it called? The, the, like a cold shower at the end of their shower for like a minute or two. Yeah. But to me, that's like, I love to take a hot shower. Doing that at the end feels so brutal. I'm it like, oh, me. but it's supposed to be great. I just have to like try it. But it, I like want to integrate it into my routine because that I help, but I feel like it'll help like boost my, beta- my metabolism and my flexibility. I had post
3: covid fibromyalgia at the end of that really horrifying year where i was just a total like train wreck from my nervous system i uh, i was it was just a mess and then i ended up getting covid and then i ended up having post covid fibromyalgia for 2 months and i i just i think like of course it hit me like that because my I, I was shot i was done i was in such a dysregulated state with my nervous system that of course where the covid got me was my
4: nervous system have you heard anything about that yeah it's coming out a lot now so and I've had a lot of people reach out with sort of unusual symptoms but it's like the pattern of the vagus the vagus nerve is involved um there's a lot of new research on it now so your fibromyalgia
1: symptoms you'd say have resolved completely. It has. Yeah, it was like right about when the- you were like um you felt like you had like arthritis, you were like so achy and sore.
3: Yeah, I had it was I had um I was diagnosed by a rheumatologist with post-covid arthritis and post-covid fibromyalgia and it it lasted for a solid 2 months after the covid and then it started to go away. Um I don't know if it's coincidence, but I did read that Meditation helps with fi- with that because it's a, a nervous system situation. So I started doing TM, and around the same time, it did get better. But I was also at the two month mark, and I had a lot of doctors tell me, like, really, the long COVID stuff is about eight weeks long, and then it usually dissipates. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it's like the sickest I've ever been in my life. It was just pain all over my body. Um, it's just, but it's like it's just this theory that it's like, of course, after a year of stress, that that's how it manifested, right?
4: Yeah. So, what they've shown with fibromyalgia is that there is often low vagal tone. So, you probably had that just from, you know, one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And then, then you'll see the changes come through in the immune system that lead to like the inflammatory response, which is why there's then like an arthritis type setup. Um, is anybody managing you? Like, are you, are you doing anything now under a specialist or anything like that?
3: No, I'm not because it's kind of resolved itself. But I do still get like little bits. Of, I I think I've had it for like the last year. I I get a little bit of pain here and there, but it's like t- it's tolerable. It's nothing like it was during that time frame. But and, no, it, I don't it even why, know how to, how to talk it, to. It,
4: Why are you back to doing sort of everything that you could before, or do you feel like you have to slow down a bit now?
3: No, I I'm finally back to it, but it's been really honestly in like the last month or so. But yeah, okay. back into into the max
4: really res- um people got some really good results like definitely prioritize vegas serve um look you could if meditation's what works for you go for it like whatever you find brings you like into that state where you're like ah, i feel really great like i'm you know calm and connected and um particularly if you find like you're moving into that um those states of anxiety like what can you do just to bring it down a bit but there were some good results people found through resistance training um, as well. I would just go, I would just pace it. So what what we use with chronic pain um, management is a technique called pacing. So you, this is like when it's quite high levels, you just introduce mm-hmm. it slowly. So if you're a bit of a gun person who like is really driven this will be a challenge because you'll be like, what? That's all I'm doing. But you want to kind of stop before it gets too much and just slowly, slowly increase. But that is one thing with chronic pain that works like so well is the exercise part. Um, and you'll probably find like the breathing techniques. If you can like bring, like say, say do some exercise, discharge like activation. So, you you know, like after exercise you feel like, ah, I feel a bit chill. Then use some of the breath work um, stuff from the master class then because I just find people who are prone to anxiety and go to breath work and focus on the breath, it, it sometimes just makes them like, eh, I don't like it. I feel, you know, still quite stressed. They're better off to exercise first and then do some breath breathing techniques.
3: Okay. Yeah. I noticed right. last week when I started having pain, I would go out and do like yoga or something and it, it does help. It's like like moving moving around actually makes it better.
4: Yeah, definitely does. Definitely with arthritis. I think the key is like finding the sweet spot. So it's like too much exercise. Right. People can give them a flare up. And that's just why long-term you want to have something where you go, okay, I can do this much and then just build it by like 10% each week. um, Yeah. Which can feel like a little bit like, oh, this is too easy. But it's what happens is people get flare ups when they go too hard and then they can't do anything. So it's just sort of fine. Let like it'll it'll balance your nervous system out basically.
3: Okay. All right. Well, thank you.
4: I really appreciate it. And I am signing up for your class. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Look, feel free to reach back out um if you want to follow up in a couple of months or anything and see, you know, if you if you want any more um like just have a chat through things that might help with that. I'm more than happy to.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say even, that. even though your symptoms are like at bay now, it's it's like who 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 would she work with? I mean, obviously she could reach out to you, but like what kind of doctor is it, like an integrative doctor that would help kind of like look at all of this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, look,
4: from the gut perspective, you may find that is helpful. I, I think I think you could manage it on your own, though. I think you're well aware enough to say. It's it's if you get a flare up, knowing like okay, I've flared up a bit, I'm gonna slow back down. But you might not. I would just I would just try it yourself, and then if things got worse, the, it's a tricky one because fibromyalgia is poorly managed, poorly understood. Um, yeah, uh, there's all doctors that say it's all in your head. I mean, yeah,
1: infuriates me. But there are still a lot of people around who have. And then that. you see like a million commercials for like medication for it. That's the yeah. I know what it, right. is, it is. there's commercials every second.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 very poorly managed and understood. But if you can get like, just think of it in terms of what I was saying with that window of tolerance. If you stay like or, or expand your window so that you're not outside it as much, you'll find that you're like from an inflammatory point of view the vagus nerve controls that and that's really what's lying at the heart of fibromyalgia so the better you get your vagus nerve working it'll control your inflammation and you'll be you'll be fine
1: yeah that's great i'm glad i found you like um not to air all of our dirty laundry but like (laughs) (laughs) with, with dizziness um which I've been like knock on wood good for a couple of years. But the reason why I asked you, which I didn't um, mention before is I am on a medication that helps with my vestibular migraines, which I'm I'm going to go off of it. But my doctor was like, don't go. She was like, don't go off of it during COVID. This was a while ago. She's like, because if you don't feel well, you don't want to go to a hospital, yada, yada, yada. So I'm still on it just because I'm like lazy and I'm afraid to go off of it, but I'd like to go off of it. Mm
2: -hmm. But it
1: does help with my vestibular migraines and keeping them like at bay. But do you do people ever come to you with like dizziness vertigo like that kind of symptom? They were um yeah, when we were treating them at like when I was treating in
4: clinics still. So I don't do that now because I'm more doing this. But have you had much treatment um from like say a f- physical therapist or anything like that who specializes in vertigo?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, when I was going through the phase where it was really bad, I was going to a physical therapist for vestibular and I was doing exercises where like you would like move your head back and forth and and that did how Like it makes you dizzy, but then you get regulated because you keep making yourself dizzy. So I actually have those exercises that I haven't done them in forever. But like she would always say, if you start to feel that way, like do the exercises again. And I'd be like, but I don't want to do the exercises because it makes it feel worse. And then I was like... Um, but yes, I have done that and it was really helpful. I actually want to have her, I was telling Katie, because we want to do an episode on vestibular migraines because it's kind of rare. People don't really yeah. know what it is. And um, I was going to have that doctor come on because she was the one who knew so much about it yeah. and had recommended me to this medicine just to keep it at bay until I can manage it. But um, yeah, so I have done that.
4: Did she do like the head tilt back
1: when you put your head back and turn your head or anything like that? Or was oh, it? Oh, really um, yeah, that technique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Epley maneuver yes she didn't because that is more for people who have positional vertigo which is like if you're like laying down and you stand up and you get lightheaded or you feel vertigo for like a day or two she was actually afraid to do that on me because she thought it might make it worse okay yeah,
4: yeah. i mean you could uh, like it is a system you can train the vestibular system, just like you can train like the vagus, so that sensations don't make you feel so anxious. Like all of this is trainable, but yeah. that's where I would look at it like a bit like approach it from a gym point of view. If you were right. okay, I'm going to do four weeks, like train this system and then consider what you would want to do with your medication after that. But um, you might just need to build up a little bit of a buffer first.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, go down a little bit, work on it. I know, because she, it's funny, she gave me these YouTube videos, which I have to pull up, which I haven't watched them forever, but they're, like, I mean, they're, like, nauseating videos of, like, you being, like, immersed in things, and, like, oh. it, it, to me, it would make anyone dizzy and nauseous, but anyway, she was, like, watch, like, one minute, and then two minutes, and then you should be able to get to 20 minutes watching it without feeling, like, off, but. I, I know. anyway that is training hey and it's
4: like you need progressive overload in the gym you know where you put your weights up yeah, yeah so if you think of it in training like this is where um talking like before with people who feel sensations and they're like oh so some people can't feel anything inside their body some people can be completely overwhelmed but but either way you can train them to come back to a happy medium but it's that people are so scared because they're like, but this feels yuck. So it's sort of like you just go slowly, exactly the same as what you're saying. Yeah. It kind of is what fixes anxiety in the long term. So, I mean, same thing. But um, I know there's been a lot come out that's you probably don't use this anyway, but they're showing like the use of anti-inflammatories is making them worse for so many people. Um, Oh, wow. hmm anti-inflammatory like what, like what? what kind of
3: anti-inflammatory
4: is like, oh, like like you know we have norepinephrine here. it would be like over the counter
1: oh like a like a like advil. like an advil oh, motrin or something yeah, yeah. yeah. oh it's that's interesting, interesting. make anxiety worse or inflammation worse it, it
4: was making headaches worse over oh, time stimulant migraine's worse interesting it was like if you used it it was yeah migraine headache it was like if you used it 15 days out of a month you were like it was making it worse because it's relating to the sensitivity of those certain symptoms you know in there and then you're you're adding to a change in sensory input that's artificial so it's like you're almost changing the landscape and then you come back without the medication and it's you know it's it's like not yeah set. so that's interesting i would definitely say if you're taking any inflammatories, try and cut back on those that you might not eat anyway.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't actually take them that much. Um, just occasionally. But yeah, that's actually interesting, and it's good to know because yeah, migraine. You might think well, I should take an Advil,
4: right? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And I sometimes I do. Yeah, I mean, like my husband will take Excedrin, which doesn't really work for me, but um when He gets a headache, but I don't know. This is different because it's more vertigo than headache. But anyway, yeah. All of this is fascinating. All right. Stay in yes. touch <laughs> with you, Justin.
4: And you've been so generous there? with your time are you tomorrow
1: you. morning, right? Yeah so, tomorrow
4: you. Morning, right? yeah, so it's quarter past nine on Tuesday, the 17th of May. That's okay. Hey, so cool. Time travel. Go enjoy it. your
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great enjoy day. Well. It was so nice <laughs> to meet you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Sure. Bye. 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 Bye.